All right. Cracker. I did good. I ate a cracker. Oh, Mike's stripping. Oh, do we, is there? Yep, there's the nipples. And now we're going to be demonetized on YouTube for grotesque male nudity. Oh, gotta get the peepers on. It's I really can't hear you. Down here. <laughs> there we go. I I could tell. I like some traffic cones going. Welcome to the Handcuffs and Sawdust Podcast. The show about life on the street as a beat cop and life in the shop as a woodworker. They pull no punches and tell it like it is. So buckle in and get ready. Now, here are your hosts from Marazzo Woodworking, Mike Marazzo, and from Full House Woodworking, Brandon Silvera. Thank you, Jason, for that awesome introduction. That buttery smooth voice. Jason Robichow of Marksman Woodshop. Okay, yours is not the same. Don't do that. It sounds that sounds very No, no, petty. I was just telling people who he is. I know, but you said it like like he was a young boy that you were trying to oh, <laughs> Come bring on over. now. No. It's, it's exactly I'm not what grooming it like. Mark I'm not grooming him. Sure sounded like you were. Really? Oh, I got some stuff on this list that I wanted to talk oh. about. Yeah, Mike's lost <laughs> down in his phone. Well, I, I I put my checklist down what we need to talk about, but I didn't put it where the personal woodworking segment is, so that's above that. And I just I scrolled down and I thought, oh look, well this other stuff I got too. Uh oh. We're not doing a two hour show. It's not no, happening. Of course I'll, not. I'll just leave. Oh we got you know. <laughs> whatever. Uh oh. I got I'm just oh. getting an email from that baseball uh the commissioner of the baseball team. You got a random drug test coming up? Um I'm No, no, take your time. Take your time. Dead oh. air is great on a podcast. Yeah, I know. Well, um I don't know what this is. Uh he says this guy, this commissioner, is having a meeting on my playing cool. status and a few others. Oh, I don't. Know. I think he's way behind the times. He, I, I'm already on a team now, so um, it's all good. And so I just had to tell him it's all good, and it has been sorted. I don't know. He's way behind. Anyways, uh, welcome to episode sixty-two of the Handcuffs and Sawdust Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Marazzo from Marazzo Woodworking, and that is Brandon Silvera from Full House Woodworking. And we'd like to thank our sponsor, surfprepstanding.com, for sponsoring this awesome podcast, which we haven't been able to do in a month. So what's up, brother? Because life. Because life. You know, it's all good until your days off don't correspond with your partner's days off, and then you're on vacation, and then he can't make it, and you can't make it. So I'm really happy that we're actually able to make it. So what's up? How you doing? How you been? Oh, you know. What's going on? Running around, like chicken with my head cut off. Do tell. So uh, with the woodworking stuff taking the lead offers, do you want the um, – how, how do we want to go? Do we want to start with irritation and then transition into feel good, or do we want to start with feel good and then transition into severe irritation? No, start irritated, and then we'll just get better. As we- okay. Okay. So um, I've been a bit busy with empty tombs. Because Easter, you know, I don't know if you know this, but I am the empty tomb king of the West Coast. Wow. So. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. 
that's quite the title you just gave yourself. Yeah, self-appointed. Um, so I, I took on a bunch of those, and uh, then I had uh, a guy hit me up. Actually, one of my old FTOs. I had him for a day. And I've done a couple of flags for him. And he goes, hey, um, would you be able to do like a Mexico flag? I want to give it as a gift to uh, my girlfriend. Like, See. Yeah, I should be. See, can do. It's okay. I can do it. How big? It's the same as like most of my other I've ones. I've done the small one and I've got, you know, the cricket helps with that logo that you put in the middle. Yeah. So I told him like, yeah, I can laser engrave the uh, the logo on there because I sure shit can't paint it. I'm not that talented. But, you know, a little bit of a shame on me. I should have specified that uh, I can't do the color because there's like fading and all kinds of extra. You could have, oh, when you laser it. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say you could paint it instead of stain it. And if I were to paint that logo on there, that would No, no, paint the flag and then burn the logo. Yeah, so that's what I did. Is I ba- I painted the flag and I burned the logo in. Okay, but then, I can't like paint. Right? No, no. The right. You need to see and see it with snake the, thing. Yeah. So. So I do version 1.0, and shame on me. I used a different type of paint. Uh, usually, the paint that I use the MTN 94 within 24 hours, I can spray a clear coat, and then the paint won't wrinkle or anything like that. Uh, with the Rust-Oleum high gloss enamel. You have to wait 48. So when did you find this out after 24 hours, after 24 hours when I was spraying clear coat on it, mother. Yeah. Yeah. That's about what happened. Like, God damn it. All right. So, Hey dude, um, I, I, I got to redo this. This is not, it's, it's not what the fuck are you doing? I keep, I'm listening. I'm looking for something I wanted to show when the woodworking segment comes up. So tell him, look, dude, this is it's no good. So let me let me refire it, and it'll be ready end of the week. So, Did he have a a deadline? Yeah, he gave me like no notice. I told him like, I'll try, but okay, then it's fair. I wait. Yeah, like I'll try, but and so I I refire it. I mean. The paint is as good as I could get it. The engraving came out beautiful and version uh, 1.5. Like an idiot, I didn't just set it to two passes. I went one pass and I was like, okay, I'll just keep it where it is. Give it a little squirt of water, wipe it, wipe the soot and stuff off of it, and then just go round two. Well, when I was wiping the stuff off of it, it shifted like a millimeter the ghost um, image. Yeah. 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 So redo that one again. Number three. All, yeah. Get it all done, put together. Like, And I'm reasonably happy with it. Is it perfect? No, I have yet to make anything perfect. And all I said, I'm really happy with it. Drop it off. And I get a text like two days later. He goes, Hey dude, um, kind of disappointed. I thought the, uh, Image was going to be painted, and there's some uh, visible flaws in the paint. I'm like, wow. Okay. I'm like, look, dude, it, it, 
I'm sorry you're not happy with it. If you'd like, I can. Uh, I'll refund you a portion of it. Like I'm already taking a loss. And then on a it, portion so. of the proceeds will go to my wallet. Like I'll, I'll refund you. I think I was like gonna refund him like fifty percent, just so I could cover the cost of the materials. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't know what else to tell you, man. That's the best I could get it. After trying numerous different ways, so sad. He's like, no, I'll just take the loss. It's not um, basically what it was. was no, I'm just gonna take the loss. It's not good enough to give as a gift. Oh well. I'm like, you know what? It's hard. Yes, to see, that is that is a Mexico flag. It's really shiny. So it's before yeah. I had a, a photo booth. So, um, so I was really bummed about that yeah, because sorry I, about that, I was, dude. I was reasonably happy with how that turned out. I'm actually going to send you a picture right. of how it turned out. And, um, and I've done like two or three flags for this dude. So I have decided <laughs> yes, that, um, I am only if he if if he does, and that's a big if I think at this point, if he does reach out for other work done, um no, I am no. no longer I'm no longer bending over backwards. It will be if I have time and right. I'm not giving him the original prices that I was giving him. Like he, he can pay full price like everybody else. Good idea. So I'm yeah, I'm very salty about that. But it's not all just dark and stormy rain clouds. I also did make a little sign because I, you know, I spent some time in Sacramento. I am a Sacramento Kings fan. I'm sorry. Oh, actually, and this year it's good for you. It's good. It's been a long 17 years, and uh, so I'm a big fan of this Beam team. Okay. So I made a little. I don't even know what that means. So uh, I don't Golden watch NBA anymore. Okay. So. At the arena in Sacramento, when the Kings win, they uh, have this beam of light that they oh. push a button, shoot it straight up in the air because it's a miracle the team ever wins a game. That's funny. And it's a it's a purple beam of light that shoots straight up from the type okay. top of the uh, of the arena. So then they chant, you know, light the beam. Oh, I've heard it. I've so, been hearing this on radio yeah, so, the last few days. So I made a little sign, and it says home. But the O is the King's logo with sack in it. It says home is where you light, light the, beam. the beam. And then there's a picture of the Golden One Center with the beam going up. Where And where is this? I can see this. Uh, I think I – I don't know if I posted it as a story or what, but you know what? Dude, I think just, this flag looks just, great, by the way. Thank you. I thought it was pretty cool too. This guy disagreed. You want me to send you that from a cricket and you can just put it right over the laser engraving and it would look just like the actual logo? No, you can kiss my ass. Okay. <laughs> that would require doing more work. I sent you pictures of my motorcycle. <laughs> I saw. So I just sent you a picture of the uh, sign I made. It was just a little like – it was the same day I was super pissed off and I was like, I need a win. Yeah, I, right. I just need something to make me feel better. So I did that. Oh, that uh, looks cool, dude. So You should put all... purple lights behind it. When you hang out, well, I, that's what I was thinking about doing is usually because I have that other uh, light strip. I haven't put it on anything. So I think I might do that, like put a little spacer around the back of it. Yeah. Do a, cool. Make my, uh, for, I actually might just make the frame 
yeah a little wider and then and well, no, recess it kind of well no because then it'll hide it in the background because i want it to come out from the back so either way neither here nor there um so then the following day i did something pretty awesome or at least i think it's pretty awesome yeah. it's gonna be super fun so I just well, it's gonna be like a uh, you know how the kids when they sign their college letters of intent like put their hat on at the place where they're going yeah and then they they fake people out and they, they put one on and they throw and it they, aside yeah. and they put another one on yeah yeah so uh yeah we'll see okay uh-oh he's taking off his headphones he's leaning down he's putting on some type of a hat oh it's a um it it's a workbench con hat i'm going to workbench con what whoop whoop get out of town really ticket purchased yay I don't know when they announce the rooms are opening, but um, I think I think the 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 hotel rooms are already blocked off and will be uh, good to go until February. Oh yeah, because I gotta I gotta order my room ticket or whatever you call it, book a room. So let's see here. Congratulations! Uh, there, are four, there are four more days to get the early bird pricing. Oh, then I'm going right now because um, we're gonna yeah, check like, in early. Actually, hundred bucks off. For the for the room or for the workbench con ticket? For the workbench con ticket. Oh yeah, okay. Because uh, I they put out that thing the next day. I think it was Joey had texted me and said, "Did you get your workbench con ticket?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Because I got the, they, the, right now. It's the hey, thank you for coming and get some money off. And I'm like, oh, and he actually bought his that day, and he usually waits to the week of or the day before <laughs> to buy his tickets. <laughs> I'm like, wow, you really are excited, but. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. I, I got to book the room. I'm so yeah, excited, so I gotta, dude. I still got to book my room and uh, get my flight, but... That's, I'm so happy that, uh, for you. Every every now and then. Annie pushed me to it. She was like, no, you need to... You're going this year. Like, okay. Giddy ouch, up, ouch. That, that's my arm you're twisting. So I'm super stoked about that. So <laughs> I will get to see excited. everybody. Uh, high fives all around. And that I can't wait. Um, I'm so excited. That's like even good news for me. <laughs> I, I got to take this beanie off because it's yeah, not it's, exactly it's very cool warm. here today. Yeah, that's so. Uh, that's so, that's great, man. Yeah, this is a great workbench beanie from Carhartt. Um, who that I sent you because I had two. Yeah, that that hat's so warm. <laughs> Holy crap! Yeah, I don't know if you'll ever use it, it in California. Minutes. Yeah. Oh, I'll use it. Okay. I hate being cold. Oh, all right. Well, this was fantastic, and I'm uh, really hoping that to book my room soon. And I I forgot about getting airfare, you know, already. But did I did I tell you the, the Kim workbench story? You know, she doesn't listen it, to the show, so it's, I don't know. Maybe it's pretty safe. You told me that she went. No, the, I mean for this coming year, oh, next no. year. So, I don't. Anyone listening? Don't tell Kim. She doesn't listen to the show, so I'm safe. Um, oh, I'll tell you afterwards, <laughs> just in case. I don't trust the three listeners we have. <laughs> someone's going to tell her. Uh, so that's awesome, man. Uh, I'm very excited, and it'll be great. So Joey will be excited to see you, and we can get hopefully we can get David Franklin out there one of these days, and you can see everybody else that you know out there. So. I got to go when we go out there. I got to find me one of the uh, Atlanta Brave City Connect hats. Those things are, I like those. There's a, um, in the battery there where Joey keeps taking me, 
right where the Brave Stadium is. Yeah. All these stores. We actually went into the Brave Stadium store to, to buy stuff. I had to buy a Brave shirt because I only packed like three shirts I needed four. So I underpacked and I needed a shirt for the fourth day. So I bought a Brave shirt, but they had some really cool hats and all kinds of other cool stuff there. So you'll be able to find, I'm sure, whatever whatever you need. I can't find where to book the room, so I'll have to look at that later. But Yeah, that can that, that can happen when we're not doing yeah. the show. Um, so <laughs> whatever. That's cool. What else you got? That's pretty much it, man. I It's been a lot of... Uh, Empty tombs, and I did another badge plaque uh, okay. this time for for a sergeant. So it's been a, just a lot of that stuff, and then playing around with the laser and okay, and then little league pretty much full tilt. So Etsy has been good with the with the empty tombs, but that's about it. I guess for next Easter, I should probably make some of those. Don't you don't you come in on my turf? It's it's it's. It's collab. It's not competition. It's what? What do we say in our business? Community over Community competition. Community over competition. Thank you very much. Yeah, screw that. <laughs> I won't make them nearly as nice as you do. Mine will be all made out of walnut and stuff. You won't even like them. I made. I made some out of walnut. <laughs> I know. Did Did you get feedback from Hannah? Yeah, she loved them. Okay, cool. I didn't see anything, so I didn't know. That was the most apprehensive. She posted something. I think just the uh, stories, but okay. That was the most apprehensive I've been in a while. Well, it's kind of nerve-wracking, right? So here's the, so here's the funny story. All right. There there is a funny story. I forgot it's been that that long. Um so I she bought 3 of them. 2 at a walnut and 1 at a pine for a family member that doesn't appreciate walnut like we do. <laughs> He's an alien. Yeah. So the I needed a bigger box and I couldn't find a box big enough. And I got my dog barking and my three-year-old yelling at the dog, like trying to get him to calm down. <laughs> it's dude. It's a, it's a shit show over here. I got one kid getting over pink eye, another kid with pink eye. I know it's going to probably end up over here at some point. So it's just, yeah. Um, so the only box I had, I bought one of those, um, Ryobi like three gallon, vacuums so i had the box for that and they fit in there perfect ah see it's good to save your boxes yeah so i put them all in there package it all up i actually use a lot of the uh internal packaging from your uh, package that had the workbench con stuff okay (laughs) so box it all up and ship it off and after like four days hannah sends me a message and she goes hey um i'm not trying to be a pest but any idea when that stuff's going to get here? And immediately my heart fell out of my butthole. Yeah, right. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, it should have been there like three days ago. So I pull up pirate ship and it says it was, de- like, it says it was delivered yesterday. She's, huh, that's weird. I'm like, oh God, what happened? Like, I'm double checking that I sent it to the right address. Yeah. And then it dawns on me, like, it's in a Ryobi box. Oh, she might think it's tool. So I go, I go, hey, not for nothing, but it's in a, like, Ryobi vacuum box. And she immediately starts laughing. She goes, I was wondering who ordered Ryobi to the shop. <laughs> when we clearly like, used Milwaukee or whatever the hell. Yeah. So she goes, it's been sitting here for, like, two days. 
Oh. And she opened it up and she's like, "Yep, and these are, these are these are it." So we had a good laugh. That's about awesome. That for a while, they're so, like, "There's a Ryobi box there. No one wants to open it." Yeah, if you just if you look at the label, it says from Full House Woodworking. Maybe next time I'll just throw a sticker on there or something. But that uh, that made that gave me a good laugh after yeah. a small heart attack. Yeah, I would be freaking <laughs> out. I was like, oh god, no. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. What about all right? What about you? What have you been up to? Uh, I'm going to tell you about one. Oh, just two real quick things. I I got called by my city where I live to do uh, an interview. So, for the evidence custodian position that I put in for when I was still on nights, they took 135 applicants. Are we switching to? No, this is just personal life stuff. Okay. I'm not going to do this in the law enforcement side. Um, so anyways, I've gone on two interviews. So they had 135 applicants. They picked 13 people out of that. I interviewed. And then they picked the top three. I just interviewed. I'm supposed to hear something today or tomorrow. Um, now I'm like you know, talking with my buddies at work yesterday. I'm like, I, they're like you really want to work more than 12 days a month? <laughs> now that you're on days and you have like 10 weeks of vacation, I'm like, no, I don't think I do. But when we get to reading the names of the officers who were murdered, I might change my mind. So I've had that been going on. Uh, I got an order for a – now, I want your opinion on this, and I'm, I'll find out really soon if this is actually real. But I don't think I've spoken to you since this happened, but a guy who's an artist ordered – he reached out to me in an email, says he loves my work, whatever. He wanted – Pictures of tables I've built. I've made one maker collab three years ago, or the first maker collab, whenever that four years ago. So I didn't understand where he was coming from. So I'm like, oh well, I haven't made any tables. Um, if you can just tell me what you're thinking about, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll get you a price. So, anyways, this guy wants a solid walnut dining table, seventy-two by forty with steel legs. So I'm like, okay. Uh, let me get to work on a quote for you, you know. So I shoot over to um, Great Spirit Hardwoods, which is by me, and I, I walk in, and it's, it's a fantastic place. They also do milling, right? So before I went there, I looked on their website, and they build tabletops. They also do, like, live-edge tables, all this stuff. But I've gotten all my hardwood there. So I walk in, and there's some young guy, and he's uh, in the – front part and I said hey man I'm looking I need a price for this stuff I need a price for enough board feet of eight quarter walnut to make a 72 by 40 table after it's milled down to an inch and three quarter he's like all right well it's kind of hard to give you that price you know you have to hand pick the boards whatever they they come in 120 inch lengths only and each board's you know six to eight inches wide so you might need might need six boards, might need seven. I said, all right, well, I see that you guys make tabletops. He's like, yeah, we do. I go, hmm, how about you give me a price for making the tabletop? I'll just flip it. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, oh, um, yeah, don't tell, when I take you back to get your prices, don't tell them, the lady, that you want to do that because they don't like when that shit happens. He goes, just <laughs> pretend it's for you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Done. So we go back to meet the lady, the woman who runs the store. 
and I tell her, this is what I'm looking to do. I've got all the machines. Can you give me a price for just the rough lumber? Or they can also surface four side, you know, and mill it down. They're, they've got planers, and they charge, like, by the minute, whatever their tool is running. And then for making the top, all those three prices. She's like, okay, I'll. I said, my wife, you know, she asked me, why don't you make this table? You've got all the machines. And I'm like, I don't have enough time, so I might have you make it for me. She's like, okay. So she sends me an email to make the tabletop. And at the same time, I'm waiting for this guy to get back to me. Now, I've never met this guy. It's been via email. I looked him up on Google. Uh, he's got an art gallery in Chicago and an art gallery in Florida, supposedly. I'm going to do air quotes because we're cops and we know how this shit goes. And then I asked him, what's your budget? He said $7,000. Sounds about right. Maybe a little bit low for that kind of a table. He wants the steel legs that look like two-by-fours, but they're steel, you know, the, the U-shaped two-by-four-looking steel powder-coated legs. I'm like, all right. So I start looking for those. Rockler has them. This place has them. So I'm looking at that, trying to do the – and I text him or I send him an email. I'm like, while I'm waiting, um, how am I going to get this to you? Where is it going to be delivered? How is it going to be delivered? And he goes, I'll, I'm having a house built in Canada. My, my budget's seven grand. My timeline is five to six months because I told him this is going to be a minimum eight to 12-week job for me. He's like, okay, no problem. And I, he goes, I'll send a shipping company to pick it up from your house or your shop or whatever. So you don't have to ship it anywhere. I'm like, okay. So I start typing in all the numbers. I get an email back from the hardwood company. They quote me doing the tabletop with no finish on it, just raw, you know, all together and finished, just no finish on it. So I can apply the finish myself, like 2340. If I were to buy all the lumber, about 1200 bucks. And then if I want a finish on it, they use like a two times polyurethane water proof where it doesn't leave rings and all this other shit on the table. It's like 2480 for the thing. All done. Yeah. I found table legs for $300. So I'm in I'm into it for like eh, 2900 roughly. Yeah. I quartered him 6700. He said, "Okay, fine. I'm mailing out a check." Yesterday he texted me, "Here's a confirmation number of UPS or tracking number for the check." Cuz I told him cashier's check or whatever. So, their lead time to make the table is like 10 weeks, 8 to 10, which is perfect. Um, I won't have any video footage of building a table except for putting legs on it. <laughs> so, I'm, I don't know if this guy's real. When the check comes, I will drive it to Chase and give it to them and then have them tell me in a day or two or however long it takes for a check to clear of that. And if it if it's one now it's for people that don't know this, we get I don't know about Brandon, but this has happened nineteen hundred times by me. Someone will agree to buy something from you. They will say if you want six hundred dollars for whatever you're selling, they'll say I'm going to send. I, I can't. I'm having a hard time. I'll send you a thousand dollar check, and then you just cash it and send me back the four hundred dollars. And then people do that, and then the check I've bounces. Had try to try to do that with me. Okay, we're smart enough. That we know that's all bullshit. So I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop when this check comes. And I told him, once I receive your check and it has cleared my bank, because then it would be fine, right? It clears the bank. Yeah. If the bank says it's good. So I asked him for a 50% down deposit. And then once that happens, I'll order his material and I'll start the, I'll start the build. <laughs> so he's like, fine. I mean, you're starting it. You're, right. you're pressing the go button. Right. 
So while that's going on, you know, I went down to John Erickson's in uh, Alabama for the Maker Collab. We're building an awesome Cheers liquor cabinet thing. It's fucking fantastic. Uh, I get a text message from a guy who now wants me to give him a quote for now two bookshelves. I'm gonna set. I'm gonna hold this picture up for so you can see it. No, I'll just I'll text it to you, and then I'm gonna I'll put the picture up in the podcast. These are oak book cabinets that have doors that have the grids in them, you know. Mm-hmm. So he wants, I'm going to send this, uh, and then I'm going to read the text to you real quick because I want you to tell me if you think this is a robot or a person. So here's the, the text that's coming with the picture. So basically, he sent me a picture of an oak book cabinet. Now, it has a shelf on it that which has like a two-inch lip all the way around the top. The top shelf has tenons that shoot through the side of the cabinet and they get pinned with wooden pins. So the through tenons, wooden pins, top and bottom, it's got legs. It's an actual exquisite like piece of furniture. So I ask him, what do you want? How do you want it made? And he wants it made out of plywood, oak plywood, with solid oak doors, with the glass. And then so here's his measurements, okay? First of all, the first this is what I the first text I get from him. Hello, I'm Beeman John. Beeman, B-E-E-M-A-N. I'd like to know if you're available to do woodworking, really loud, capital letters, question mark. Kindly get back to me, thanks. Hmm, I answer him. And he said, I just bought a new house, so I will like to know if you can make bookcase, and I have the sample of the bookcase to be made. Maybe he doesn't speak English as his first language. Actually, I got your contact online with a good recommendation that you're good in woodworking. That's why I text you, and I so much believe you can do me a perfect job. Not off to a good start. Nope, nope. This screams. I said, said, where do you live? He's like, Hinsdale, which is a very affluent neighborhood out here. Okay. Big money. What's your time frame and budget? I said, I'm currently booked for the next few months. Please send me some photos of what you have in mind. He sends me that. Okay. Did you get the picture yet? Yes, I did. This is. Okay. Hold on. It gets better. Well, he didn't tell me who exactly recommended me. Um, But here, so I just sent Brandon a picture. I'm going to put it up right here on the video so you can see it. Here's the description. I want the height 88 and a quarter inches. (laughs) Brandon's face. 88. 88 and a quarter inches tall. 47 and a half inches wide, 11 inches deep. So he wants his son of a gun. Two. Seven, two. He wants two of them. Seven feet tall. Yes. Seven By feet tall. four feet wide. By four feet wide. Two of them with, it says the bookcases and protrusions, which I don't know what the fuck a protrusion is, will be half inches thick oak plywood materials, which I think is not heavy enough. It should be three-quarter inch oak. So let me know how much that will cost for two bookcases. I'm like, just so I get this straight, my next text to him was, you want the cabinet carcasses made from oak plywood, the doors solid oak with glass and grids. Yes, that's correct. And I'm Beeman John. Get back to me with the estimation cost so I can proceed to make upfront payment for the work. Okay, I'll be in my shop. I'm on vacation. I'll be in my shop in a week, and I'll give you that work on that. So I finally work up a quote. I go to a glass place where I work as a police officer. There's a nice glass shop there. They tell me, for what I want to do, I need four sheets of glass, right? Because there's four doors. Each door is going to weigh like 
probably 30 pounds. I need four hinges. A million pounds. I also told them, if you look at the picture, there's a locking mechanism for the door, like handles and stuff. I don't do locking mechanisms. You know, when we'll have it, we'll push lock or magnet closed, but I'm not going to do a locking mechanism. I said, I'm working on your quote and looking at the photo, I have a few questions. Will these bookcases sit flush on the floor like a cabinet with a toe kick, similar to our kitchen and bathroom cabinets? Or do you want legs? Do you want the top to be flat? You know, like a cabinet. Or I, I said, I can't imagine you're going to have something to put on top of an 88-inch cabinet. Are these going to be built in next to a fireplace, one on each side, or another part of your house? Will it be built in? And then I don't do locking hardware, and I just deliver it. I don't install. So, um, and I suggested three-quarter inch carcass instead of half inch. And he said, yes to all. So. <laughs> so, yes, it, it, so it's, book, it's built in. Built, they're going to be built-ins with a toe kick, like a cabinet. What a huge. No, it's okay with no locking mechanism. Uh, so I worked up a quote for this guy. And on Thursday or Monday, I said, okay, I'll get the quote to you by Wednesday. Wednesday, I text him, your quote's ready. But I want to email it to him. Because I have a whole form that I do, and it describes the whole job and what I have to do and all that stuff. Nothing. Saturday, I text him, hey, waiting for an email address so I can send you your quote. This was, now it's Monday. Nothing. I quoted him like $4,700, which I'm still thinking was too low. <laughs> but I would say so. But to the formula that we use, it's actually a little higher than I would normally do. If it's two carcasses that happen to be that huge, that's one, you know, the doors are going to be the... The biggest thing where I have to mill the doors and then make that lattice, you know, the cross, which I've never done, which is just a bunch of half lap joints, and then use dominoes to secure that to the door frame. And then the glass guy said I would give them the doors, and then they silicone the glass on top of the lattice and in the rabbit, you know, that you put for the for the glass. And I said, that's it. You just silicone it in there? He goes, yeah, it won't, it won't come out at all. It's I'm like, oh, okay. So the doors alone, the glass for the doors is over $800. Jeez. So I'm like, so I'm waiting to hear back from this beaming John, who I think is beaming full of shit. But uh, with those two jobs, that would have been a nice year. <laughs> it's a year of sales and two jobs. Uh, so, and then one last thing with uh, the, with the uh, woodworking stuff. I had a company that I just saw on uh, Instagram. They reached out to me called Diamond Life Gear. They do like wall storage stuff, kind of like um, slat walls. Mm-hmm. And they've got all their bins and stuff like that. So <clears throat> they reached out to me the other day and asked if they could work with me and send me uh, wall storage stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I sent them a picture of the wall over one of my benches that has nothing on it. It's just all blank concrete, and I can actually put it right there. There is a piece of conduit in a box in the middle, power outlet box. So if I can get two like three by four, yeah. I can put them one on each side. But uh, I'm waiting for them to get back to me. I asked them if they need measurements or stuff. They, he, they said, yeah, it looks like it'll fit there. Well, I know, if, but I just need to know. Oh, here's, here's the, look, I got an email. You can't see it. It's from the guy, Tom Fedro. He might be listening to the podcast and just realized that I'm really going to milk him out of $6,700. I received a notification that the check has been delivered to your given address. Have you received it? So I'll have to run outside and check. If it is, I'm running right to the bank after this on my way to deliver <laughs> to deliver this bottle opener that I've been. It was an order on Etsy. So the last thing I got for woodworking is I got this Etsy order for this Punisher bottle opener. And I thought I started, I made three blinks, okay? The, 
at the same time, since I had to make this one with rounded round over corners and the holes in the back, I thought I would make three blanks so I have two ready to go for the next bottle open orders. And while I was doing that, I always take a piece of scrap wood when I need to set my round over, as everyone does, and I set it with a piece of scrap wood to make sure that it's the right height. The piece of wood I took was this size. It's, I don't know, seven by three and a half, maybe three. Did the round over on it, and I'm like, I'm just looking at it, and I'm like, man, this would be a cool miniature bottle opener, right? Because it has a round over on it, so I painted it at the same time I painted this. Now, you were talking about paint problems. I use Rust-Oleum 2X until I get that other good stuff that, like, you know, what's his name uses for Is it the N64 or... Or 94. The, the MTN 94? Yeah. So I use 2X, Rust-Oleum. So I paint it one day. It's usually you can, if you record it in an hour, it's fine. But if you're going to record it anytime after that, you have to wait 24 hours. Because it will, the thinner and the paint will destroy your paint. So I painted it. And then I was going to wait a day. Then I was going to put the masking on it and engrave it. I go Two days later, two days later, 48 hours later, because there was still some side on the side here wasn't painted properly. So I respray the whole thing. It's spider webs. The whole thing's spider webs. And f- after 48 hours, like you said, so I got to sand it all down, prime it, repaint it. So while that's going on, I got this little piece of wood here. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to make a miniature Punisher bottle opener. I, You know, Brian from Dogwood, Brian Luke, he makes these coasters that have the bottle opener on the back of them, right? Yeah. So I ordered like a hundred of those flat bottle openers, the round ones. I've never used it before. I don't know what I'm doing, but I figured you just take a Forstner bit on the piece of wood that you want to sink it into. Right. And you just go down the depth of the thickness of the opener. So it sits flush on the back. And then you need a secondary hole to accept the bottle cap that you're going to be, you know, taking off the number, the number two hole, the number two hole. So I take this awesome piece of wood that's now painted like the, the full Punisher bottle opener, and I go over to the drill press, and I drill this hole in the back right here because this is going to be where I'm going to put the bottle opener. And look, you can put your hand on here and pop it, you know? Yeah. It looks pretty – I might. I think maybe I'd make it like an hourglass in the middle so your fingers got somewhere to go, but whatever. So I put I do that, and then I grab the bottle opener, and it falls in there. It's too deep. You see it's too deep. So it's not level. And I'm like, oh, that one, that didn't go right. So I flip it over. Now it's just a fucking test piece. (laughs) I've already done this to the front. I already engraved the Punisher logo on it, didn't paint it, because I was going to do that next when I painted the other one. So this was going to be a bottle opener. I thought pretty cool. It's the right size. You can stick it anywhere. So then I do this on the back. I do another hole, the first one, which is the width of the bottle opener itself. And then I trace the line of where the opener goes, and then I get another Forstner bit. And I'd make the second hole so it's deep enough to accept the bottle cap. And then I go to put the bottle opener on there. And now the screws can't screw in any wood because I made the second hole too big. So I can't <laughs> can't use it. Did you see a glue? Oh, yeah. Well, too bad this other hole's here. But I could I want put a magnet in it. Well, they're not that big. But what I would what I was th- I could put my sticker down there maybe. But I was gonna tell them that this is a put a magnet and then your sticker. I was going to tell him, this is, um, what do you call it? This is a thank you for an order, and I wanted his opinion because I might make it an actual um, item, and I want his honest feedback for being a customer of mine. I'm just throwing this in as a thank you. 
and then I'll paint the skull. But you're right. I can use CA glue for that, right? That should it should hold it. And I'll just put my sticker over the bottom one. Yeah. So you can't really see the hole. You might push on it and go, what the fuck? But um, So that might cool a little bottle opener like that. I don't know. So I'm going to do that. So that's I like it. it. Thanks. Uh, now everyone can steal that idea from me because, you know, community I over intend- whatever you call it. Competition? Competition. I, I, <laughs> I intend to steal that before you, before you declare yourself the king. Uh, well, I am the bottle opener king. You know, all these guys that used to make all these fancy bottle openers out of walnut, fuck that. You want a bottle opener that pops, you go to marazzowoodworking.com. I've got Marvel and DC, except for Batman, because I got sued, almost sued by DC. Um, and then you can have one of these awesome-looking bottle openers. Until he gets a cease and desist letter. <laughs> right. All right, so that's it for the woodworking portion. Uh, and uh, now, how was work for you for the week? Except for you got the chauffeur from Driving Miss Davy, Daisy, though. Yeah, so let me let me run something past you. All right. Let's see what you would do. Okay, you get a 911 call. Yes, I'm on already. Of, of a male saying help and then saying that he has cut himself on his hands, arms, and neck. Wait, you, hands, arm, you, and neck? Hands, arm, neck. Okay. Uh, you, you arrive to the apartment. Does he have you can, okay? You can see. Hold on. Let me give you the whole picture. All right. Um, you can see that the window is uh, broken but not shattered out. And inside of the apartment, you can see what you recognize as arterial spray. Oh boy, that's not good. <laughs> Do you a stand at the door? Like in the middle of the door? And and set up a perimeter around the apartment. Do you B, kick in the goddamn door, or C, do you just drive away? Mike, thoughts? Where am I in my career? Like right now? (laughs) Almost 25 years? (laughs) Because that might make the difference. At at any point (laughs) in your career. What would you do today? All right, so um, he called 911- he cut himself. I'm kicking the fucking door in and going in to make sure that the guy's alive and it hasn't been murdered by somebody. Or And then you go in tactically thinking you might have to shoot somebody when they come at you with a knife. Yes. Yes. All right. What did you guys do? Okay. okay. Um, first off, uh, we were handling another call when this call came out. Okay. And uh, at the first chance we got, we, we bailed on that call and then zoomed across. At that point... By the time we land, this call is – units have been on scene for probably about five minutes. Oh, okay. They have broadcasted that there's a fair amount of – that there's a good amount of blood inside of the apartment. They can see the blood through the window. They can see through the window. There's okay. blood on the window. Oh, good. Nice. Okay. By the time we get there, the senior guy that was with the two younger guys uh, big dicked them and said, nope. We're not kicking the door in. What? I land there. I take a look in there. I go, that's arterial spray. This dude's dying. I go, get me a fucking tool. Tool? You got two tools, or one on each foot. Yeah, they like us to. Well, I mean, we have the fire guys there, so I'm like, oh, they're there. Door yeah. spreader, you're in. Halligan, yeah. door spreader, sledge. So that's that's what we decided to do because the fire guys are kind of like, why are these three idiots that have been here not inside the apartment already? 
So as I'm going up, I yell at one of the fire guys. I'm like, hey, if you feel good with uh, breaching that door for us, go for it, man. They're yeah. your tools. They're, they're your toys. Right. So they breach the door. I'm first one in. And what does my wandering eye see? A guy with a knife. No. A guy in a closet. He's in the like, closet. Yeah. Like in the fetal position with his hand up by his oh, neck. Oh, Jesus. So we're, He's holding push, his art, artery? Basically. I push past him to finish clearing the apartment. And as I'm going past, I see just like little heartbeat oh. where the blood oh, come out yeah. of his neck. I'm oh. like, oh. Fuck. What the fuck? <laughs> Show me your hands. No, we don't. Keep pressure on it. So he's not responsive. So I'm. Oh, he's not responsive. I, no. So I push past to finish clearing it, and I okay. yell back. I go, "Fucking grab this guy!" So he uh, he ended up living. Wow. Um, so you saved his life. Well, I mean, I just cleared the apartment. So. But Joe Blow <laughs> was going to wait for something else to happen before he went in. Yeah, that's true. So, how many years does that guy have on the job? Um, significantly more than me. <laughs> but so, my question was valid. The first question. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Wow, dude. Yeah, good for you, man. Uh, good job. And my boss may have uh, dressed him down a bit. <laughs> Hopefully, not in public, because that's not how you do things. Oh, he was. My, my, so, I have a a new sergeant, newly promoted one who just promoted out of K9 as one one of our former uh, SWAT team leaders. Okay. And uh he's got he got a bit of a temper. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> never good for him, leaders. But he told him how he really felt. I love the guy. He's great. Because that's exactly what needed to happen. Well, well you know, I don't know. Yeah. I've got a master's degree in leadership, so that's really not how you lead, but whatever. Yeah, by the book, no, that is not how you lead. Right. If you were to use a textbook, well, but whatever, he's got to be talking, spoken to. But luckily, no one on your side. I mean, he didn't do it in died. front of everybody, but okay. there was nobody. Oh, that's fine then. There was nobody. You know, there, there wasn't like, hey, let's go into the office and close the door. Okay, just pull him between a bush and a tree. Do Maybe it outside. Smack him around a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, because if that dude had died, that's uh, oh, that's that's, that's a huge good. liability. It's not, it's not good for any of us. Like anybody attached to that call was going to get sued. Yeah, that's not good at all. So, so that was you a either one. drive by because you don't want to be sued, or you get out and kick in the door. It's like yes, what do we want to do? All right, what else you got? That was pretty much the main eventful thing. Okay. Um, I have I have a recruit, a rookie, who Ooh. is very very book smart. Yes. And a bit of a perfectionist. Okay. And he's coming to terms with the fact that he ain't perfect. Wow, that's tough. It took me a long time to learn that. <laughs> Especially when I make stuff. Yeah. So it's been a lot of what are you doing? <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. Can't, dude, this is not a test. You're not gonna get a hundred percent on it. Like, just make the best decision you can. Yeah. Because we had one of those DVs where it's like you arrest somebody and you don't feel good about it afterwards. You're like, this sucks. Right, yeah. I... And he's, like, trying to hem-haw and, like, figure out a way to arrest the male when he 100% needs to arrest the chick. Ah. The old switcheroo. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like, you have three people, three basically different stories. Who are you arresting? Right. He's sitting there. 
the guy. The guy. Look, I know, I know the lieutenant that teaches this part of the academy says, "When in doubt, just arrest the dude." <laughs> what? I mean, nine times out of ten, you're going to be right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Statistically. Yeah. I go. Um, no. <laughs> try, try again. No. It's like why would I was like why not? It's like well, she bit the shit out of him. So even if her story is true that he grabbed her arms, right, and she bit him to get away. Like all consider this also, if you're holding somebody's arms and they bite you after you've already demonstrated aggression against them, are you not going to hit them? Right. He goes, Oh yeah, I guess I probably would. I go, exactly. I go, does she have any sort of injury other than the redness to her forearms? No. Does he have a pretty good sized bite mark on his arm? Yes. Cool. Which (laughs) one is the escalation of force? hers so that means based on the duty manual policy that we went over this week because today this week was dv week who are we arresting her good job way to overthink it i go do you feel good about this no (laughs) get used to it it won't be the last time let's go to jail now not to feel good about stuff I think at one point I said, welcome to police work. Now make a decision. Yeah, because any decision, <laughs> good or bad, is better than no decision. So you got to live by those rules. And then he forgot to get the victim's information, and we had to do the walk of shame back to the apartment after dropping off the girl at jail. Oh, well, I've done the whole I've, I forget to have them sign the where they don't want to sign complaints. We have to have them sign that form, you know, give them the victim's rights stuff and the paperwork and then have them sign a refusal to sign complaints. Oh. Oh, we don't even get that option. There's no signatures no. of anything. It's like, hey, be, thanks a lot, OJ. Be, no, not just of, not just domestic violence of, stuff, but yeah, any oh, yeah, kind no, of crime. We, we just asked them, do you want to press charges? Right. No, no, cool, I'm going to leave now. Unless it's DV, then it's like, sorry, dude. Right. You can tell the DA that you don't want to cooperate. Right, yeah. So that was pretty much it for us. I'm just going to condense it down to that. All right. He's had a couple people uh, mouth off to him, and he's learning that we don't take shit. No, we don't take shit from anybody. No, <laughs> from Tommy if, Boy. If somebody wants to argue a vehicle code violation at the door, what they're telling you is, I would like to go to traffic court and debate this in front of a judge who can make a ruling on it. Exactly. They're saying, please do not warn me. Right. I would like my day in court. Right. Just give here's it. Tell me t- what my court date is. Here's your ticket to court. Right. You can argue. Tell the judge. Tell the judge. Learn to do that really, really fast. And, and I'll get paid a lot of money to be there on overtime. Exactly. I, th- I love how people think it's like a huge inconvenience for us. Like, yeah, it's inconvenient, but then I just think about all of the money I'm making. Well, see, that's the difference between us. I'd rather be, well, at the time, I'd rather be sleeping. My wife makes a lot of money. I don't need to make any money. <laughs> Not a lot, you know, a good amount. So I don't actually should be working. I just did the taxes, and I'm thinking to myself, why the fuck am I still working? <laughs> Conversation to be had when she gets home from New Orleans. <laughs> at, a, at a later date. <laughs> at a later date. <laughs> All right. What's, what do you got going on? It's How funny. Your... I just finished my month on day shift, I think, but uh, since being back. But I got two real quick things because I know you want to get out of here. So I, took a, I got this call for a crash where a car hit a building. 
I'm like, it was involving our tow company that we use. Like we don't have a tow company, but, you know, our contracted tow company. Car hit a building. Odd. I'm like, yeah, okay, so meet um, the, the people over here. So I go to the tow company, and there's a driver pulls up, and I'm like, where did this happen? Where did you guys have a car hit a building? He's like, oh, they're on, the one block behind us, behind their behind their yard. There's a street behind their, on the south side of their tow yard, and there's like three businesses on that street. So I shoot over there around the block, and I see my our buddy Troy. Drives a tow truck for them. So Troy's out there and he like Hey Troy. He waves me over. And uh sure enough there's a there was. I right, say so their tow yard is at the far west end of this half a block long street. And they're on the north side of the street. So they can when they have to junk cars, they pull cars off that side of their yard so that because they got people coming in in the front of the yard on the east uh, the north side where they're incoming. So this they use that gate to tow cars out and then they put them on those huge semi-trucks that bring him to the junkyard. So what they had an employee, I don't know if he's still working, actually. This was last week. He could be fired by now. He uh, he took Troy's old tow, tow truck, which is the old scorpion tail, and uh, he was going to move a car from the yard around the block to the front of the building where their hauler was. He had never driven that tow truck and wasn't supposed to drive that tow truck. Apparently, it's hard. I don't know. I'm not a tow truck driver. So he hooks the car. They're coming east down the street, okay? It's a simple, like, unmarked, like, two-lane street, like a side street. It's 25 miles an hour. He's driving eastbound in the right lane. Parked facing westbound in the left lane near a driveway. It's a Chevy Cavalier. Someone just parked it there for whatever reason. Just past that Chevy Cavalier is a driveway that leads to a warehouse overhead door. A big overhead like a doctor. And and then there's the building and then the street, the T intersection. So this guy's pulling, he's pulling the car down the street, and at the right moment, it comes off the scorpion tail, makes a hard left, right after it passed the parked car, goes up the driveway, slams into the overhead door, which then proceeds to push in the front end of a nineteen sixty four and a half Mustang. That was oh. sitting behind the door. <laughs> Just fucking crushes it. By the time I get there, the car's gone. Shoot him. Yeah. I don't even know what Shoot kind of people. car it is. So Troy's telling me it's this, that, and the other. And he's like, I'll call you with some details. I'm like, okay. I go, well, you know, Troy's like, this is, I said, okay. So I go over to speak to Troy's boss, the owner of the company, and I need to get VIN number and all this other bullshit and get insurance information for the tow company. So what happened, the car... Does that. Amazing. I couldn't even picture it in my head. I've seen a lot of crazy shit. I couldn't picture it in my head how it happened. So trying to make contact with the business owner whose door got hit. Knocking on the door. Nothing. So I, I get all the information that I, I, I have, and I go to the station to start writing a report. And uh, then we get a call that the company is calling me whose garage door was hit. And they want me to come over there. I'm like, great, because I was knocking on the door. No one's there. They had like nine employee cars in the back lot of their of their lot. And I go there, and I, there's this woman there. Let's just call her. I'll see you next Tuesday. And she's like, do you know what happened? And I said, yeah, yeah. She, we have video. I'm like, oh, great. Let me see it, because I can't picture how this happened. I'd like to see it on video. <laughs> and she goes, okay, show them the video. And she's being a real bitch. 
So they show me the video. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. It's like someone was driving the car down, comes off the thing, makes a hard left, goes and smashes into the door. It was like so cool for us, right? Because it's not our shit. And then you see the, the guy who was running, driving the tow truck, he gets out. He goes up to the building. He's looking in the door because he doesn't know what the hell's behind there. He thought maybe he hit somebody or something. someone got hurt. He disappears into, he's able to squeeze past the car and the wall and the door because it's pushed in pretty bad. And he goes in the property. He's looking for someone to tell them, hey, a vehicle hit your building. And he's in there for like seven minutes. Another guy comes from the tow company and they're looking for, there's eight cars on the property of people who may work there, yet they can't find a single fucking person to answer the door or yells or screams. (laughs) So then they come out and they go away because they have work to do. And they called us. They called us. They didn't hide anything. So she's like, that guy was in, I want him arrested. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You want who arrested? What are you talking about? That guy came on our, yeah, he came on our property. I'm like, "Uh, okay, you saw the video I just saw that you just showed me, right? Car hits building, guy looks in building, guy has to tell building owner that something just happened to building. Guy comes in your store, your shop looking for someone to tell. What if he stole something from me? I go, play the tape back, play it back. I go, he's walking out. I go, do you see anything in his arms? He didn't burglarize you. He's look, why is he on my property? I don't, I'm arrested. I'm like, I... I couldn't, I almost slapped her. <laughs> I swear to God, I yelled at her. I literally yelled at her. Thank God I don't have a body camera. I yelled at her, not nice things. I go, stop being a fucking idiot. These people, car hit your building, they want you to know. They didn't fucking run off and try and hide and deny anything. They're looking for someone. And you've got eight fucking cars in a lot and not one person's working here. How the fuck are they supposed to know? I just went, I lost my shit. So then I had to apologize later. But anyways, um, that's the one call I wanted to talk about because I, I left and then she, I, I went right to work and I said to my boss, yeah, you might be getting a complaint about me. <laughs> he's like, okay, what happened? I told him, he's like, fuck her or <laughs> whatever. I'm like, all right, good. So that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen though. And I just wish I could share the video with everybody. <laughs> but you can't. Maybe Troy might um, accidentally get me footage somehow and I don't know. He could do some technological stuff. But uh other than that, we had, I got a whole bunch of shit, but I'll save it for another day. And uh, I bought KISS tickets for November, concert tickets. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. Um, got Hopefully new st- none of them die. There's <laughs> only two original members left. Um, got, I'm doing a pantry build for my buddy, which is almost done. I got to build drawers for it. Uh, I got a new hat that came, a new Maraza woodworking hat. And um, the uh, flags I made to donate to the Illinois Truck Enforcement Association. I had mm-hmm. a refresher class on Friday. So here's one last thing. I told my boss, I need to go to this refresher class. I haven't done trucks in five and a half years. Like five weeks ago. He's like, okay. He books the class. It was for Friday, past Friday. We worked Monday, Tuesday. So on Tuesday, I tell my boss, John, won't be here Friday. Truck refresher class. He's like, okay. So I go to truck refresher class. I'm getting ready Don't to call. getting Don't ready. Call. To, yeah. No, I'm yeah, text. I'm getting ready to go to truck refresher class. It's it's like 35 or 40 minutes north of me, which is not anywhere near work. So I get a text at like five to seven. Are you working today? No. I'm getting ready to go to the truck refresher class in McHenry. It's not on the schedule. I don't know what to tell you, but I'm going. 
Now, I said I'm supposed to start a shift at 645 if I was actually going to be on the street. So before I drive, 40 minutes north, you want me to drive to work and screw the, you know, forget the training? No, just go to training. All right. I'm a patrolman. I'm just doing whatever I'm told. So I go to training. While I'm in training, uh, the guy is teaching the class. He's a McHenry copper, and he sits on the board of the Illinois Truck Enforcement Association. So I asked him during a break. I'm like, hey, man, were you at the big conference that I was supposed to go to where I donated those two flags? And he says, yeah, I was there. I go, you know those two flags that were donated for a raffle? And he says, yeah, I go, I, those are mine. He goes, oh, shit, dude, those are awesome. I go, thanks, here's my card. And then he goes, you know, we, we raffled those, and we got – over $1,300 for a police officer's family for those two flags. So I just wanted to let you know that um, they raised over $1,300 for those two flags. So it was pretty cool. And one of them they're going to re-raffle because they went to give it to this guy's family. They've got so much stuff. They're, like, overwhelmed. They're like, we don't know what we would do with that awesome flag. Can you just re-raffle it and donate it to someone else? So they're going to raffle it off again at like the next conference, I guess, and get more money for another family that's needy, I hope. That's so, awesome. So then I get to work on Friday, and the rookie, she's, I'm sharing a car with her for Friday, and or I'm Saturday morning, and it's pulled in, it's got no gas, and it's dirty, and I'm like, okay, those are three things I can bust her balls about, or boobs, whatever you do with a girl. And she's like exhausted. And then I get ready, and I come up, she's gone. I'm like, where'd she go? Well, she'd been here since... One o'clock, the fo- or one in the morning, the f- previous day. Whatever she had to work eighteen hours, so she got forced in because the shift was short. Because the de- deputy chief never told the sergeant to cover the shift that I was going to be missing on. So someone from midnight's had to stay six hours and work eighteen, and she had to get called in six hours early for the night shift and work eighteen. After she had woken up at three in the morning, got no sleep. When she finally went to bed at eight in the morning, she got called two hours later. You have to be in here at one. She had no sleep at all. She worked 18 hours on like two hours of sleep. And I'm like, I felt so bad. And I got, I went and got my coffee and I come back to talk with my sergeant. And he tells me, I go, why was she working 18? And we didn't have enough manpower. And I go, the class was scheduled five weeks ago. And he goes, you didn't put it on the schedule. And I go, whoa, 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 whoa. I tap my arm with my three fingers. I go, I'm not a sergeant. The deputy chief scheduled the class. I'm supposed to write shit on your schedule? This is not my schedule. This is the sergeant's schedule. This is our patrol schedule. And I go, so you want me just to start writing on the schedule? Is that, I'm supposed to check when I'm off? I said, I told you. I, was, I got training Friday. Yeah, but I wasn't sitting here, so I didn't know to check. I'm like, so this is all coming back to me. I'm yelling at my sergeant. And then he's getting mad yelling back at me. And finally, I just, I'm like, sorry, John. My fault, sergeant, patrolman. From now on, anytime I'm off, for the next four years, God forbid, I'll check the schedule. That'll be my responsibility, apparently, not yours. I guess you can start paying me the money. And I took my coffee and left. <laughs> I felt I was pissed. But uh, I don't know if you would have any of that shit happen to you, but I'm, I'm thinking that your department covers shifts when they send people to training, or you just have like 1,900 officers, so you never have a problem with that stuff. No, they just usually don't approve training. Oh, there you go. That's how they get around it. Yeah. Okay. Can't have people missing for training if you don't approve training. There you go. Oh, and all that so, stuff I learned, big I don't city, remember. Big city. Big city, big city policing. Thinking. Okay. Yeah. 
or you just hold people over from day shift yeah for five hours and then because you guys work 10 so that would be 15 hour shifts yep yeah so you know it's it sucks but anyways apparently i'll just be writing all kinds of shit on the schedule now i don't care yeah just just draw a bunch of dicks (laughs) that's what i would do Uh, all right well with that um Thank you for letting me vent, everybody, for listening. I appreciate it. I'm sorry. Uh, We are going to do our Officer Down Memorial. If you would like to know more about all of the officers that have passed away since we recorded last, please visit odmp.org. And then when you get on the main page, you can search for the current honor roll year. And it lists them in order of dates that they lost their lives. I'm going to say their names and department, and because we have so many since we recorded, you guys can look up their names and see if you want to do the um, find out how they passed away in more detail on your own. We will start on March 12th, which is the day right before we recorded, or after, with Detective Sergeant Mason Griffith from the Herman Police Department in Missouri. His end of watch was Sunday, March 12th, 2023, from Gunfire. From Oklahoma County Sheriff's Office in Oklahoma, Deputy Sheriff Jeremy McCain, whose end of watch was Monday, March 20th, 2023, from an automobile crash. From the McAllister Police Department in Oklahoma, Patrolman Joseph Barlow, whose end of watch was Monday, March 20th, 2023, from an automobile crash. From the Baton Rouge Police Department in Louisiana, Sergeant David Poirier. His end of watch was Sunday, March 26th, 2023, from an aircraft accident. I remember the story on the news. Along with him was Corporal Scotty Canizaro from the Baton Rouge Police Department. End of watch, March 26th, 2023, from the same aircraft accident. From the Huntsville Police Department, which I was just down there in Huntsville, and John was telling me about it, Police Officer Garrett Crumbie, his end of watch was Tuesday, March 28th, 2023, from gunfire. From the Springfield Township Police Department in Ohio, Police Officer Timothy James Unwin III, His end of watch was Friday, March 31st, 2023, from an automobile crash. From the La Forouche Parish Sheriff's Office in Louisiana, Detective Sergeant Nicholas Pepper. Detective Pepper's end of watch was Sunday, April 2nd, 2023, from a vehicular assault. From the Chitek Police Department in Wisconsin, Police Officer Emily Ann Breidenbach, whose end of watch was Saturday, April 8th, 2023, from gunfire. Police Officer Hunter Timothy Scheel from the Cameron Police Department in Wisconsin, end of watch, Saturday, April 8th, 2023, also from gunfire. I believe I read this story as well. These were on the same call. 
from the New Orleans Police Department in Louisiana, Senior Police Officer Trevor Abney, whose end of watch was Sunday, April 9th, 2023, from gunfire. From the Pope County Sheriff's Office in Minnesota, Deputy Sheriff Josh Owen. Deputy Owen's end of watch was Saturday, April 15th, 2023, from gunfire. And from the NYSA Police Department in Oregon, Reserve Corporal Joseph Johnson, whose end of watch was Saturday, April 15th, 2023, from gunfire. And I believe there is one dog. Yeah, one second. Yep. Canine Rudy from the Riverside County Sheriff's Department out here in California. Uh, Cause of death was gunfire. And end of watch was Friday, April 14th. Yeah, it just sucks to end on such a horrible note. Yep, and we also have some late-breaking news that's not much better. Okay. Uh, There is an active shooter situation being reported at the Rose State College near Oklahoma City. No details other than them putting out a tweet saying to shelter in place and follow instructions from law enforcement. So, Wow. Just this. What a what a way to send the show out. Other than the ending, Mrs. Lincoln, how'd you enjoy the play? <laughs> to hell. I, I never saw it coming. You know, so I read, I get this big decision coming up if I get offered this job, right? And I think, oh, I still want to do my law enforcement job. I'm finally on days. I love my guys. I love the job. And then I go, I'm 57, I'd drive six minutes to work and never have to see another asshole <laughs> approach a dark-tinted window, you know, go on armed robbery calls. Yeah. I really don't know what to do. So. I don't know. Oh, I forgot to mention something. I am now an evidence collection car. Oh, excellent. So. Evidence collection car. Well, I guess the official title is Patrol Incident Crime Scene. You got a kit in your in your car and stuff, and you show yep, up. Yep, I got a I got a fancy camera. I got a whole kit and a week's worth of training, and a can-do <laughs> attitude. <laughs> Excellent. So, did, so, did you do the forty-hour um, evidence tech training? Yeah, yeah, that's all it is, and that's a lot of practice. And you can do some advanced. Stuff. I don't know about your guys, but we have advanced uh, evidence tech stuff through Northwestern University that I went to. But, well, I could um, I could do some advanced stuff if I. Decided to go into the crime scene unit. Oh, yeah, I'm but, sure you'd get extra but, training. But I don't think I'm going to do that because that's five years of just responding to homicides and officer-involved incidents and baby deaths. And that sounds – and not like taking bad people to jail. It's just documenting the crime scene. And I would rather be able to take the asshole to jail. Yeah, well, it wears on you, you know. Yeah. That's at 13 years I did that, just showing up at homicides and – Processing yeah. dead bodies and babies and seven-year-olds and 12-year-olds and, you know. Yeah, not a fan of that. I'm surprised I don't have PTSD. Ah, that might get me later. They're just, they're just spicy memories. In my older age. 
Because most of the crime scenes I went on were, um, a lot of the homicides were gang related. So yeah. I don't give a fuck. And they're all kids. And the kids, yeah. But the older ones, like the 30 year old gangbanger who has the two guns tattooed on his back that says, You got to pop me to stop me? Fuck him. He got popped. He got popped. And the two idiots that did it that pissed on the building and left their DNA. Yeah, they got them too. So fuck uh, So, So one of our uh, most recent homicide victims, uh, I arrested like two months ago. Oh, you did? When when I had the uh, British rookie that yeah. I got the gun for. Yeah. Uh, the guy that I was telling you had one hand, his nickname was Nibbles. Right. Yeah, R.I.P. 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 Did you pour some <laughs> 40 Diet Coke? Yeah, I went by, I went, I went, I went by the, uh, the little makeshift memorial and did a little whoop, whoop. Okay, nice. <laughs> May he rest in eternal hell. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they're all good people to their parents. Whatever. I'm I'm sure he's exactly where he's supposed to be. Right. On a side note, I did get this awesome wireless mic set up from DJI. Cool. Usually it's down by Jonathan in his shop when we were recording our stupid chairs video that you may have seen or not seen. And uh they're really good, man. They're really nice. So looking I was gonna try and use them with this setup. I don't know if I can, but maybe next time. And then I got new mm-hmm. Samsung earbuds. I just got these puppies. I was going to try cool. these. Yeah. So she go to Raycon, buy Raycon.com, get some. Are they good? They're great. Oh, they're okay. better. They're probably better than these beats and cheaper. Really? Interesting. I love mine. Okay. Product shout out to Raycon. Anyone listening, they can sponsor Brandon at fullhousewoodworking.com. Yeah. If you want a promo code, I can. Uh... I actually know one. It's not for me. I don't get anything out of it. But well, put the promo a, po- a podcast. Uh, uh, promo code uh, Drinking Bros. Drinking Bros. Oh, a podcast. Another not a rival community over compassion or they would crush us. <laughs> oh, it's not even close. They, I, they do like at least one show a day. They might do this. What was that on my shoulder? Oh, that was the handcuffs. It's, no, it's like podcasts. the scene with Thanos. Is like I don't even know who you are. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So if I ever go to Austin, I will be in their studio drinking their uh, their hard seltzer. Austin's cool if you can get past all the hippies. Yeah. Great city. Yeah. I'm due for another visit down there. They're actually the official hard seltzer of the Tampa Bay Rays and Miami Marlins. Really? Yeah. It's being sold in the stadiums. How cool is that? I thought it was pretty cool. All right. And Excellent. it's delicious. Yeah. I don't drink it, hard it, seltzer. And it's an eight percenter that doesn't taste like seltzer. Oh, it actually tastes good. Eight percenter that's got Mike's drunk all over it, which happened down by Jonathan because uh, we were doing. He's like, "Hey, you want an old fashioned?" I'm like, oh, "What is it? A yeah, bourbon?" <laughs> an old, an old fashioned, my John. <laughs> easy. Yeah. So he uh, he's got this thing that they put on the glass. It's round. It covers your whiskey glass. Yeah, smokes it. Yeah. He's like, "What kind of?" Wood chips do you want? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, apple, cherry, whatever. I'm like, eh, apple. So he, then he's got the small torch. And they smoke it, and it fills the glass with smoke, and then it stays that flavor and smell for the whole drink. It's crazy. It went down so smooth. I'm like, I'll do another one of those. <laughs> I don't drink. Thank you, sir. I'll have <laughs> <Yeah>. another. <laughs> so another old-fashioned, and then we went downstairs to play pool, and he's like, hey, you want a yingling? I'm like, yeah, give me a beer. I'm having a beer. 
Next thing you know, he's like, hey, you want another beer? I'm like, sure, give me another beer. You're pretty. Oh, my God. I woke up with the biggest headache. I haven't had a headache from drinking in like 30 years. I don't know what happened. But then that night he goes, you want a beer? I'm like, no, get away from me. (laughs) So Annie and I ordered a case of the the seltzer just to, you know, support him and stuff. And uh, kids were gone and we were like, let's let's see how many it takes. She was done at two. (laughs) I went to three and then had a fourth. Oh. And I'm not sure what happened after that. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Did you wake up with a headache though? I did until I had a liquid IV. Okay. Did you actually get an IV? No, it's so it's a um, oh, it's a something so, called liquid, so liquid IV. Yeah, so liquid IV is a like a powder. It's supposed to hydrate you faster, and I can oh. attest to the fact that one of those and two aspirin hangover gone. I think I needed you when I was in Alabama. Yeah. Okay. Don't worry. I'll help you out in uh, in Atlanta. Okay. We're gonna need it because we're staying at the hotel, and it's gonna be crazy. Oh, yes. We will, like, the second I land, I'm going to go buy a box of it okay. and just have it ready to go. It's going to be crazy. All right. Uh, thanks for listening to episode 62. Brought to you by Surf Prep Sanding. Yeah. com. Yeah, baby. Promo code BOOKEM. For 10% off. At checkout gets you 10% off. The finest sanding system in the land. Sanding doesn't have to suck anymore, folks. That's right. Thanks to everybody over there for... It's the unofficial, it's the unofficial motto for surf prep. I've given it to them. I use it every time they post something about it. It's like sanding doesn't have to suck. Try surf prep. Try surf prep. Promo code book them. 10% off. All right. Uh, with that, stick around, Brandon, because I got a quick story before we get off the air. And uh, Okay. We're going to go now. So thank All you right. for listening. Hit that outro. Outro's going. The show. Oh, life on the there it is. That's the intro. And life in the it's shop. not the outro. No, this could be the outro. <laughs> 62 episodes. <laughs> 62. 62 times. Stay safe on the street and in the shop. Okay, bye. Bye.